sick what a shocker all right it is thursday glad that I took two days off let me tell you this story right as i blow my nose right so let me tell you this story I go back into work yesterday, right? And I'm looking and it's like, yo, something's off. Like, you know, whoever covered my section, whoever covered like my position, whoever covered my shift did a horrendous job, right? And I'm sitting there saying to myself, like, how do these people get away with doing this? So I'm telling, I'm telling this guy, I'm telling the boss, like, yo, man, like, your boy fucked my floors up. Oh, I told him to use the green pad. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sir, you're not supposed to use the green pad. Why are you the boss? And why am I telling you what you should do? You know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you know what? Cool, whatever. I'm just going to do what I do and get the fuck out. Word up. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas is really like, I, it's like. It's just, it's just bad. You know what I mean? But anyway, Jersey, Judah, and I'm back. Hold on a second. I'm not liking how distorted that sounds. Number one, I don't like having... I don't know why it does that. Whatever. Whatever. It is what it is. Jersey, Judah, and I'm back. With another episode, a morning edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. So, you guys know, my car was fucked up since uh, two days ago. <coughs> I'm still in my car using my car because there's there's like fucking I put $40 of gas like it's this has got to be a joke. Listen, something told me when I was about to put gas in the car and the guy walked up, I looked at the tank. Then I looked at my money. I'm like, all right, I'll put 40 in. 
But then the last minute I said, maybe just 20. All right, never mind, 40. Yo, soon as I try, look, after I get gas, I couldn't, my wheel wouldn't move. Gas is going, nothing's going. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm stuck at a gas station after I just got $40 worth of gas. So, you know the situation. Morning time, this is what it this is what it's hitting for. This is where you'll get a lot of videos and shit like that, responses and reactions and shit. Later on tonight, we're going to go back into a, a classic talking point. Why did men stop dating? We have two articles later on about that. But for this morning, by the way, it's 10, 11 a.m. For those who want to know, let me exit out everything else that I have open here, which is a lot for some reason. We got a uh, check and collective check and collective uh, channel on YouTube. It's check C-H-E-C-K, the letter N collective. All right. C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E. All right. Vince McMahon situation continues. The Vinnie Mac files continues. This, although I don't know if I'll consider this a Vinnie Mac file episode because we technically well, we didn't technically go through everything, but we went over some of the the more like last night was good because we went through exactly what she got from Vince McMahon from 2019 to 2020, to 2021 to 2022. Um, this time it's just I like to hear other people's opinions and what other people think about the situation. Maybe they got something new to talk about. Maybe they got some good old jokes. I'm here for the jokes. We called last night's episode uh, the McMahon mudslide. People wonder, why would you call the episode last night the McMahon mudslide? Because think about it. He's shitting on bitches. All right? He's dumping on hoes. I said this yesterday in both episodes. This is aggressive smutting. A whole lot of aggressive smutting, all right? Out of pocket, out of style. Anyway, we got uh, Check and Collective, and we also got uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. And they, I, I guess, they're technical. These are the wrestling guys. They, they, they're talking about the business. But before we get into that, you know, I had this uh, clip for, I think, a day now. Never had a chance to play it. I'm going to play it now. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. One of my favorite professional wrestlers of all time. A Canadian, believe it or not. And I'm pretty sure just because I just from me saying Canadian, y'all know who the wrestler is, right? Y'all do know who it is. The Hitman. All right. Brett, the Hitman Hart, a fucking legend. The sharpshooter. Rest in peace, Owen Hart. Bret Hart talks about meeting Donald Trump. I wonder what Bret Hart's going to say about Donald Trump. Uh, might not be good. We'll check it out. Let's check it out. WrestleMania is four and five. On, on four, you're in the Battle Royal, and there's the Bad News Brown thing. Then WrestleMania five, you're in a tag team match. There's Rhythm and Blues. And WrestleMania is four and five took place at Trump Plaza. And 30 years later, Donald Trump is the president of the United States of America. So we ask you, what are your memories of the Donald Trump WrestleManias? And like, did you have any interactions with them? Do you have any memories of those two years? Because it's 
pretty bonkers when you think about it now. Well, actually, I, I remember quite a bit about about it. Um, I remember Donald Trump was actually a really big fan of wrestling. And uh, there's one part in that match where um, the Battle <coughs> Royal. You know what? There is something weird about Trump in a sense to where if you know Trump or if you know enough about Trump, you know he's a fan of contact sports. Um, you know, the UFC events he shows up to. Um, even previously, you know, the Trump Taj Mahal, the boxing Atlantic City, the big the big things he's done with uh, Mike Tyson and for Mike Tyson, as well as Don King. You know, he, he tends to know a lot, you know, about the business all around. You know, he's a fighting fan. He's a fight fan. He's the fan of the fights. All right. Where bad news takes me in. I think it's bad news, but somebody throws me in the turnbuckle frontwards. And I hit the turnbuckle. And uh, when you watch it, you can see Donald Trump just about falls off his chair. And I know that it, it kind of impressed him. Like he was, he, I think Donald Trump was enough of a fan that when I took a good front turnbuckle, it, it stood out in his mind. Because I remember meeting him in the back after, at the end of the show. And he was, he treated me really well. He came up and uh, suggested we get a picture together. And we got a picture with him. We got a picture of me and... Jim the Anvil and uh, I think my my son is in the picture maybe my dad and it was just a nice picture and I remember the next year when I saw Donald Trump again um, yeah I didn't think he'd pay any attention to me very much but I really came up and he asked me he goes how'd that picture turn out last year and he goes let's get another one and we took another picture so I mean my experience of Donald Trump back then that he was he was always uh, a bit of a fan and I think he he had a lot of respect for the wrestlers. And how were those how were those Trump Plaza WrestleManias? Because that was the first time they'd ever done it back to back. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh, they're okay. You know what? That is crazy. Maybe these niggas is right. Maybe Trump is connected to Vince. Not directly on no crazy shit, but really on some business shit. I never thought about that. That was the Trump Plaza, huh? Since the first WrestleMania when they had um <coughs> Well, the first WrestleMania is weird. <coughs> Apparently, which if you think about it, th that is kind of cool and smart at the same time, right? So, the WrestleMania had, I think, four different shows across the country. It's like Detroit, some shit like that, different places, right? And each each WrestleMania had different sets of matches, I don't know why that seems cool, but it, it, it kind of does seem cool, right? Because think about it, right? Let's say you have a WrestleMania. We want a WrestleMania in Texas. We want a WrestleMania in New Orleans. And we want a WrestleMania in New York at the same damn time. Um, you know, five five cards each each show. And then each, each show or each stadium would have a themed uh, match. Like, of course, with Texas, you got to have a Texas death match. And in New York, you got to have, like, a street fight. You see what I mean? I mean, that's smart. But I I forgot that the Trump Plaza was held for WrestleMania. Forgot about that. Um, I can't say I was... That Atlantic City, by the way. Excited about hey, the, the Battle Royal. I got a phone call <coughs> from Vince McMahon. 
a week before WrestleMania that year. And he said, we got more fan mail for you right now than any other wrestler in the company. We can't figure out why. He goes, why you got the... He goes, so we're turning you into a good guy. You're going to turn baby face and we're going to give you a big push. <laughs> and I remember, like, I didn't want to... I, I was really happy with my relationship and tag tag experiences with Jim the Anvil. And um, I thought we were doing really well at the time. But turning me baby face and making me the, a big star was certainly, um, you know, appetizing for me. I mean, I thought, geez, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> And but it never happened. Um, you know, the first I I learned something in that whole experience was that when they tell you you're going to give you a big push. A big push is not when you lose to the first guy you wrestle against. Um, I remember I wrestled bad news and he beat me everywhere I went, every town, and just you know basically annihilated me. And and then he was basically my job was to build him up for Hulk Hogan. And sort of, I were kind of going, well, where's this big push? All the fan letters and everything that I was supposed to be so popular and you're beating me every night. And then they, I found out that um, it was probably my interviews that weren't very good. But I, I turned that back on them too, because I think well, my interviews were never my strongest point in those days. I wasn't the best promo guy, but I... Yeah, he's like, yo... And when I say my favorite wrestler of all time, I mean my favorite wrestler of all time. Like a guy stepping into the ring. If like, I think like how the 70s were, there's this documentary that I watch and it's a documentary that's like two hours and like 50 minutes long. And it talks about all the territories of professional wrestling, right? And the reason why I was so interested in it was I wanted to see when did Vince McMahon kind of come in and go, hey, we want to start taking these territories. But you figure out that all of these wrestlers didn't come from the WWF. They came from other territories across the country. Look at the Von Erichs. You know what I mean? Kevin Von Erich, all these guys, Kerry Von Erich, these guys were from like Texas and shit, you know, and some of these people were from Florida. And then, you know, Bret Hart was discovered with Stampede Wrestling and with his father, uh, Stu Hart, and the dungeon where he would twist people up like a fucking pretzel, break limbs. Uh, there, there are stories, my uncle used to tell me that there's, there are stories of people who were trained by, um, Bret Hart's father, Stu, and um, he he was no joke. Like people would walk into his house because they would have everything set up in the basement, and you would hear people yelling, "Ah, ah, let go!" You know what I mean? You getting them in them holds, choke holds. You know what I'm saying? Stretching niggas out. Pause. I was pride myself on my wrestling skills, but the promo thing was. Um it's all about confidence. You know, if you start building your confidence and start to believe, like I didn't believe in Bret Hart either. Like I, I had been, I wasn't um, being used and wasn't going to be used in any kind of. All right. Shout out to Bret Hart. I didn't want to get too deep into that. I just wanted to hear what he said about his, re, um, his interaction with Donald Trump. 
most people that interact with Donald Trump usually have the same experience. And it's not even people that like Donald Trump. It's just it's people that realize that, hey, yeah, he's not really a bad guy, you know. It it's it's just weird. Even the celebrities now, like, you could probably go back and maybe I should do that. Celebrities talking about Trump. And like how before he ran for president, everybody was on his nuts. But then he ran as a Republican. And boy, oh boy, these Democrats and liberals lost their minds. Anyway, enough of that. We're still technically talking about wrestling. I just wanted to play that because I found that to be very interesting. Especially from a legend, a legendary figure in professional wrestling and the name Hart itself. The name Hart itself, you know, rings bells in uh, the WWE and professional wrestling in general. All right. So now that that's out of the way, apparently, uh, I like like this whole um, check and collect check and collective. My bad. Check and collective. The video is called um, Vince McMahon hosting freak offs. Extreme perversion. Vince McMahon hosting, facilitating, declarating, giving resonation, giving giving um, private reserved positions at the freak offs. Giant freak offs. At the freak off. Giant freak offs. Giant freak offs. Giant freak offs. The man's a perv. He's a perv. Perv, perv, touching young ladies' butts, touching young ladies' butts. He's a perv. <laughs> He's a perv. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Let's go. Let's get this shit started. This this is gonna be funny. Like this this isn't even the Diddy file. I mean, not Diddy file. I keep getting the Vinny file, the Vinny Mac files, and the Diddy files mixed up. Who knows? Like I said before, how many connections did I come up with? Can y'all count? Somebody count for me. <laughs> Can somebody count how many connections I made with Vincent Kennedy McMahon and Sean P. Diddy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. Brother Love Combs? How many connections? All right. The manipulation. All right. The coercion dangling the materialism, dangling the livelihood over the woman's head and and, and keeping her and keeping her at bay when it comes to, you know, taking photographs. Oh, I shared this to a friend. Oh, John Laurinaitis. He about the he 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 got you on Tuesdays, Thursdays and maybe Saturdays. You know. Yeah, this shit's crazy. We gonna jump into it. We got some shit to talk about too. What we talking about? Man, that Diddy, that Diddy esque of paid, that shit just opened the book for what's coming next. 
We got the white diddy. <laughs> the we white, white diddy. The white diddy in this bitch. Oh. Shout out to the white. No, man. don't shout out to the white diddy. Big uh, big L's. Big he, L's. He, 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 he definitely saved like, hey, what's um? If we got thirty million, what's three million? Is that what? What percentage is that? Three million. Twenty. Ten. Ten. Bruh. He ten x. <laughs> yeah. He he tried to solve his problem for but three. Ain't that the same number? Cassie got. Cassie got 30. 30. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Bro, They fucking up. Hey. But, um, what I really. Nah, to be technical, to be technical, right? To be technical, uh, $14.6 million was dished out to additional women alongside with $5 million to dish off to two women. So do the math. A ballpark, a ballpark estimate, and at the same time, Diddy did this to Cassie for how many years? I forgot. That's a good point. I wonder, maybe the time, even the time, maybe uh, the time itself from how long they've been doing. You know, Cassie been doing the freak offs. The woman been doing the threesomes. Could possibly even be matched up in the same time limit. You know. So I think she was doing that shit. Well, she was working for WWE. Uh, Miss Grant was working for WWE, I believe, 2019 through 2023, if I'm not mistaken. Want us to do? Hey, I'm gonna tell you, Isaiah, grab the fucking. Oh man, I should have looked that shit up already. We need the details uh, on what she was. Like a legend sheet that they did to her, bro. Hey, listen, that nigga. So if we going on straight facts, just to sum it up, she basically was forced to be in interaction <coughs> with other men. Yeah, for a job. For, for the job. Yeah. They were yeah. Was free calls. She was definitely in like free calls. It was it was crazy though, cause he was texting her some shit like. And it was, and I don't want to try to quote it because it's so like, and I'm not homophobic, but it's. Listen, bro, we went through this shit already. You dig? Like, come on, man. Come on now. We already went through, um, you know, this bitch wanting to get one. Well, not the bitch, excuse me, not the woman. Uh, Vince McMahon wanting a woman to get fucked and ran through by three big black cucks. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Tango down. Tango down. Vince. Vinnie Mac. Why are you gay? 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 We do a little trolling. It's called We Do a Little Trolling. All right. Vinnie Mac. What's going on, my guy? Well, you're not. No, 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 no. Never mind. Take all that back. <laughs> anyway, it's funny when people say, like yo, niggas, niggas will be like, "My nigga, you you's a bitch ass nigga, my nigga." Like yo, why are you calling him your nigga then? Like you know what I mean? Yo, my dude, I'm about to beat you the fuck up, my dude. Like yo, my dude, that's your dude. You about to, that's your homeboy. You about to fuck him up? Like we say a lot of stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't really think about the things we say. Oh, homo. Then you tell a nigga like. You as a man, and we I do it too, but as a man, you tell another man to suck your dick. That's weird, right? Why are you gay? That's weird. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just weird. I don't know. It's like, but it's not because he's talking about, but it is because the way you talking, I want to read it because it's so wild. Like the fact that this man is saying that and that begs the question, like, is most of these rich, powerful men like, what's up with them, dude? I wish these people would say like full sentences. Like I know we're black, but you can say a full sentence. Without just having like expressions, pausing, <laughs> like yeah, just to say a full sentence, let somebody react. That's usually how conversations work. It's like these niggas are in like the first dimension, like the stage of speech. Like they just they're just talking to talk. They're not making sense. Nothing's coming together. What he's pretty much saying is the same thing that I've been saying about these billionaires. Once they get to a certain point, right? They don't have any filter. They have no chill. Um, like their mind is infinite with with kinks and shitting on bitches and watching their woman get fucked by three black cocks. Like I, it's just weird. Like yo, Diddy said the same shit to Cassie. That Vince text to Miss Grant. It would be great. If, you know, well, Diddy didn't say this, but Diddy told Cassie straight up, go look for the biggest, blackest cock. That's what that's what Diddy said. All right. Bet. All right. Vince. A white man. A old, a old raggedy white man, a rich, a old, raggedy, rich white man. um, Goes to the woman like, hey, you know, it'd be great. It's how he said it. It was just, I want to open the text again. I do want to grab the text. Again. Matter of fact, yeah, fuck that. Cause it ain't hard. I got, I got all these, all these people with YouTube channels. All you gotta do is get the fucking file. It's available, you know. This is one point eighty-seven. Um, I don't even know how it, megabytes. Not even probably. You know what I mean? Get with the program, man. I gotta, I gotta show y'all the uh, the BBC text. Well, I gotta, you know, tell y'all. I can't show y'all. It. I can verbally show y'all if that makes any sense. Probably doesn't. I'm black. I believe like 22, starting 22 is when the text has come. But we're still going through the pages. Uh, now nah, we already went through the first one. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Once again. Because these people aren't going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to give you the real deal. All right. Like, I'm going I'm to tell you all what's really going on, man. All right. Um, quote, you need your panties ripped off in three big black dicks, all in three holes at the same time. Way up your pussy, way up your ass and as far as they can go. But further and the thickest cock goes down your throat. So it makes you gag and convulse um, as those big black cocks pound away. It feels from the start you're being assaulted, but it made you come nonstop. Just one continuous, constant orgasm. I'm trying to be like Vince. And just before you pass out, those big black dicks squirt their loads of cum inside you. 
Jesus fucking Christ. It gets it gets gnarlier every time I read this shit. As you lay on your stomach, that come coming out of all your holes. I'll turn you over and jack off all over you. End quote. That's Vince McMahon. Allegedly. Allegedly. This is a text. Allegedly from Vince McMahon. Um, it's, it's, it's grody. All right. <laughs> grody. All right. <laughs> grody. This nigga's a perv. All right. Perv. 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 He's a perv. He's a perv. He's a perv. The perv alert. Perv alert. He's a perv. Perv alert. He's a perv. Perv alert. He's a perv. Zaddy. Zaddy. <laughs> Zaddy. Zaddy. Oh my god. Call this nigga the white ditty. The white ditty with the three-way triple threat freak off. Giant freak off. <laughs> the triple threat freak off. Giant freak off. <laughs> This nigga was naming the sex toys. Listen, this nigga was naming the sex toys that he was running that he was running up this bitch. You ready for the big show next? Oh man. <laughs> the big show. <laughs> Let me stop. Alright, let's keep going. Stop. <laughs> What's up with these niggas? From what we can see. It's something up with you. It's something up, bro. For real. They be, they central, and then they all get exposed through the same way. They girls. Literally. And this girl's from like. They all get exposed the same way by day girl. He back. Around for years. It's not like he had a whole wife of kid. Nigga. I'm like, what are the things? Yeah, ain't no telling. <laughs> but one of the things that was um caused them to like. I guess for him to like, re, re, like, like reduce the right, amount he was like, doing the abuse. Like, reduce the abuse No, I have a match. I can't do it today. But yeah. it's his. I find like this type of like recording to be so lazy and like unprofessional. Not because of the sound quality, and the sound quality is pretty bad on top of that. But the structure of the conversation is so. It's like. People are saying half sentences, not finishing sentences, stopping three words into a fucking sentence. It's like, what are we talking about? You know, I thought we were going to get to some jokes. Y'all said white diddy. I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be good. Boy, was I wrong. Damn. I started figuring it out. And she was like, he was cheating on her and shit like that. And she was going, um... You know, expose old girl through the divorce proceeding. So he used that as a manipulation tactic to get the girl to sign an NDA. Mm, he yeah, he could have. Yeah, yeah. And I said this last night as well. Like, yeah, I I didn't believe the whole Linda finding out thing because something tells me if Linda were to find out, I think she would have probably just left or would have just had him out already, and she would have. I believe run his name through the mud. It would be, it would have been officially the McMahon mudslide. All of the dirt surrounding, um, all the dirt surrounding Vince McMahon finally coming out. Then you know how it is, just like with the Diddy situation. If there's one, there's many, and when I mean when there's one, there's many. Not only 
when it comes to the victims, right? Not only when it comes to the victims, but when it's one, it's many, when it comes to the perpetrators, all right? <laughs> that was suspenseful. I like that. That was a good one. Anyway, no, but seriously, if there's one, there's many. So how many other victims? Oh, well, you know. You, Cassie kind of just it, it was it was only a big deal with Cassie because she was a celebrity of some sort. She was a singer, song. Well, was she a songwriter? You know, well, she was a singer. She was a, a dancer. You know, more importantly, though, she was with Diddy. Regardless of how people want to look at it, that was kind of her claim to fame. Let's just be honest. Now, the things that happen behind the scenes, gruesome, but at the same time, you say to yourself, this is a celebrity, right? Okay. How would a celeb, why would a celebrity put themselves through a situation like that? Then it's kind of like, all right, let me, let me dig a little bit deeper. You know, um, when you think about the childhood celebrities, uh, I mentioned this before. You think about the childhood celebrities. You think about Corey Feldman, Corey. Um, what was the other uh, Corey? Corey Feldman and the other guy. Um, they were in the Lost Boys, the Goonies and all that. Gary Coleman. Even rumors of Drew Barrymore. Some would say Justin Bieber. Some would even say Usher, childhood celebrity slash uh, superstar. They all had the same sort of grooming. They were all groomed. Are you following me? I remember that whole uh, situation before. I think I talked about Gary Coleman before and, you know, how his family pretty much fucked him over and pretty much sold him into the uh, to the industry. And then took all the money he was making. What the? Nigga was working, acting, doing all this shit, man. You try to get some money. Family took all of it. What the? This nigga tweaking. Said, so, yo, I did all this acting. And y'all took all my money? Emotional damage. I would have snapped. Chris Benoit. <laughs> Chris Benoit. Tango down. All right. The rabbit Wolverine. You know what I mean? I'd have had, I'd had motherfuckers in the... I had motherfuckers in the crippler crossface, nigga. Tango down. I'd have had niggas in the crippler crossface. Fuck you talking about, man? German suplex. Flying headbutt. All right, let's continue. I, look, 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 look. I don't think he the only one doing that. I think they got a whole brand behind that of shit. Of course. Because it's like... Oh, and he was offering her to other niggas and shit like that. So I was just Talking about, like, bro, one of the act read this earlier. I don't remember either. I, I want to point like a hypocrisy thing out, right? Like, this is bad, right? Yeah, this is bad. Okay, cool. What if it's, and hear me out, hear me out. I'm not saying that this is facts. I'm not even saying that this would be added. Only in this situation, I'm mentioning this as a hypothetical. 
let's say all of this was actually consensual. Alright? Outside of being shitted on, outside of the physical abuse, and I did the same type of critical thinking when it came to the Cassie and Diddy situation. Where if you say, alright, they went the freak-offs. If you took out the situation that she's being physically abused, this would just be a, a group of pervs. This is a this is a perv couple. They like weird shit. You know what I'm saying? They're a perverted couple. But because of the abuse, the actual physical abuse, the woman not giving her consent and is forcefully being told to suck cock and do heinous acts against her will. Um... It's fucked up. It's terrible. But once again, whether you look at it as the billionaire boys club, whether you look at it as um, the elites, what the elites do, what the elites like to do, what they do behind the scenes. Sometimes they get sloppy. Some information comes out on the surface. It gets quickly scrubbed away, though. It gets quickly scrubbed away. But you see a glimpse, like, oh, what is that? Wait, what's going on there? That's like, it's like Cat Williams. He's talking about the mansion parties. He's like, oh, shit, I've never been to one of these shits before. He don't know about what's going on. So he going like, he thinking this is a party. Nah, it's a party party, my nigga. It's a party party. It's a party party. These niggas rent out complexes. Fuck you talking about? These Illuminati niggas rent out complexes and have meet and greet freak offs. Giant freak offs. Meet and greet freak offs. Niggas don't even know each other's names. Sucking his dick. Like, yo, where's the paperwork? Is he clean? What's going on? There's no protection? What? Blood sacrifice? You know, like, nigga, come on, man, stop. That's why all these other, that's why all these other Negroes. They like talking about this shit like it's a joke. Like they, they've been talking about this shit and, and niggas that know about what was going on was talking about this shit years ago. And the same niggas that were laughing then were now going, oh, shit. Damn, this might actually be true, man. Damn. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Why them niggas got them dresses on? Because they want to make black men look like hoes. That's why. They want to emasculate the black man. The bigger the black man, the better for them. They're like, yeah, we're going to break this black buck down. All right. We're going to we're going to put him in a skirt. That's right. <laughs> that's that's my vent in person. Personation. It's terrible. That's right. We're going <laughs> to. <coughs> We're going to get a, <laughs> but now nah, think about it. If there's one, there's many. Okay. There's one, there's many. You could go through like, depending on your age, you, you could go back and see similar situations where, yeah, there's some type of corruption going on, but people turn a blind eye, a.k.a. WWE. I mean, but WWE is very fortunate because they got people like Triple H 
who can easily turn the blind eye. I'm sure he's going to. He's going to be as far away from Vince McMahon as possible. All right. Um, this would obviously create a split in the family. I mean, I don't think, you know, Shane is too thrilled because, you know, for Shane, Shane McMahon, for the most part, always been from what I've for what I've seen and what from a lot of other like athletes and people that's been around him seen has been a very chill, but very energetic type of guy, but a very humble down to earth guy, a family man, a true family man, not a McMahon family man. <laughs> the McMahon family man is the Vince McMahon like running the show. And, you know, if, you know, people are a bar, if his family's not a part of his business, then they have nothing to do with it. All right. Stay out. All right. <laughs> but uh, like Shane McMahon is almost the exception of the entire family. If you think about it, even Stephanie McMahon, to an extent, I mentioned before, like she's all about business. And she's been very successful and acknowledged for for that type of dedication. And like I also said before, Unlike a lot of people who will just say, oh, well, the product sucks. Besides that, she's not screwing people over. She's not railroading people like her father allegedly does. But, you know. This whole conversation, though, is just it just sounds stupid. So let me fast forward this. It sounds dumb. He can take they can get they get some out of that. Experienced attorney Misty Maris to talk more about this lawsuit. Uh, Misty, thanks for being here. And I want to jump right in. There are dozens <laughs> of pages here, and, and Ryan Bass just um, highlighted some of it. What accusations are standing out to you tonight in this lawsuit? <laughs> it is those human trafficking accusations that are really jumping off these 67 pages, Natasha, mm -hmm. because this uh -huh. lawsuit goes beyond just allegations of sexual assault and abuse, which are absolutely horrific and terrible. But it actually takes it a step further to say that this employee not only experienced that abuse at the hands of Vince McMahon, but that, in fact, it went beyond that, that, that there was a sex trafficking operation whereby she was passed around to other individuals inside and outside of the organization. So all of those allegations together, uh, just from a legal perspective, trigger immediate action on the part of the company, WWE, uh, the new owner, uh, the board, to conduct an immediate investigation into her allegations, the policies and practices, and ensure that this isn't happening to anywhere, anyone else, and, and also to investigate the veracity of the allegations. Listen, bro, I'm going to keep it real with you. It, it would be, and, and think about this, people. You think Vince only had her. See, the Diddy situation, you can just say, all right, Diddy just found that kink and just unleashed it on Cassie. You can just say that, sure. We'll say that. But McMahon, on the other hand, who's already married, it's not like a man who's cheat. Think about it. A billionaire who cheats on his wife. Is he going to cheat with just one woman? There wasn't any other women that were, you know, in the same position, maybe similar. Or it's another loophole. See, the loophole for Vince and Ms. Grant was the fact that she was struggling. She lost 
Uh, she lost her parents who she was taking care of. That was his way in. It could have been another way in for another woman. Just saying. To set forth in her complaint. Yeah, and Misty, it takes a lot uh, to shock you. I, I know. Is there a detail in particular that is sticking in your mind? Well, I'm looking at a lot of text messages, which would tend to corroborate uh, her her allegations in the complaint. Now, look, there are significant defenses that can be raised. This is, of course, only her side of the story. But these text messages, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been practicing for. We went through the text message. The text messages are bad. It's going to be the last time I go through them, actually, because it's, it's very like it's not. All right. I'll put it to you like this. It's funny until you realize that it's from Vince. Like, yo. And regardless of how people see Vince, a woman's going to look at Vince like, oh, man, this man, like how she looked at Vince. You know, this guy is powerful. You know, she kind of did what she had to do. Um, The only um, difference I wanted to mention this last night with the whole Cassie situation and Miss Grant is. Uh, Cassie was pretty much given drugs. Uh, Cassie, and I'm 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 approved this right. Cassie was given drugs, all types of shit, to help pretty much deal with the trauma that she was going through. The woman, on the other hand, Miss Grant had. Uh, let's go through this again, because I I always find this interesting how they were able to put everything and I know this is towards the end anyway so I'm not going to be wasting too much time going through this but they actually have a list of all the things that she's gotten um, from Vince McMahon and all of these things were used essentially as um, you know and it's it's used for coercion, right? It's used to sort of entice. And, and, and by doing that, you gain the control of the person. Um, but all the list of shit that she was getting, I'm not saying that it helped at all, but I guess it kept her in that mindset to just keep doing what she's doing. Uh... I need the list. Oh, here it is. So, as an example, here's the items that she received 2019 from Vince McMahon. Um, alternative uh, clinic. The fuck are you looking at, you fucking piece of shit? Faggot ass fucking cops. Anyway, alternative clinic medical care and medical and cosmetic services and products. All right. So that's all whatever the fuck that is. Uh clubhouse access tickets, which I think that's for wrestling, a wrestling uh, event. Hey, she got the WrestleMania treatment, you know, WrestleMania private full day transportation and premium tickets. Um a $2,000 uh Nordstrom uh gift card and a massive box of Jadiva the diva, whatever. Now in 2020, she received $20,000 towards surgery. All right. 
which I'm assuming plastic surgery. Um, she had a pearl and diamond paved lariat necklace. Uh, all this cashmere, Burberry, uh, sunglasses, cashmere shawl. I still don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, Serling sunglasses, a throw blanket, and a bouquet of flowers. And this is the thing. He would always give her a bouquet of flowers every week. Approximately every other week. Then 2021... Vince McMahon stepped up. He's like, hey, I'm smutting this woman out. I need to I need to keep her around. You know what I mean? So he copped her a, a 2022 BMW, $5,000 gift card, a gift certificate to a spa, the private chef caterings at McMahon's condos, some gold and diamond paved um, whatever, paperclip necklace, $15,000 in gift cards, um you know, food assortments and, you know, all this type of shit uh, and a large bouquet of flowers. So, weirdly enough, the drugs didn't suppress her. So did the gifts suppress her? Or was it the fear that suppressed her? It seems to be all of the above. Almost 20 years and these are shocking, the content. And they speak to exactly the allegations um, that are at the heart of the statutes that she's raising. The control, the control aspect, uh, the the involvement of other people. So to me, these text messages are some of the most appalling when it comes to breaking down the allegations in this suit. And based on your reading of the lawsuit, how strong of a case does the prosecution have against McMahon? How likely is his conviction? So, so this is a civil lawsuit. So it really it relates to. Um... Okay, so if you know what it, when they say civil, you know what that means. How much money can a, can a bitch get? All right. My problem always is with these women, and I have to say it directly: is if you really wanted justice, you would want them convicted. You would want the person who victimized you to be put away so that that person couldn't victimize anybody else. That's, that's kind of the, maybe, maybe I'm being too moral here, but uh, I never thought that I would be the voice of reason in this situation, but civil means money, right? Civil matter, civil equals settlement. He's going to settle, but Vince McMahon also made a statement saying he's going to try to fight the situation. So whatever that means, we'll see what happens. Monet, it's mo it's going to be monetary. So it's yeah, no problem. So I can believe that. Like think about it. If she just talking, come on now. You you walked into his life and it just happened. Like that? That's crazy. Miss McMahon, this man, the whole wife. Thing, yeah, he got the moves, he orchestrated the bitch. All of them. Not only that, wife, kids, <laughs> family. You know what I'm saying? Picture perfect life. Who the He's fuck? No nigga. You mean keep it on? Huh? He's a no nigga. Keep it on. Yeah, sure. yeah, hundred percent. So, this is so weird how she just bopped out like that. What the fuck Girl, are these niggas doing? Somebody else coming out. That's why I said it. Let it's probably it's, all right. That's cool. We're gonna end it there. I mean, at least we had some type of news clip or something that I can hear, that I can understand. Now it's just like they're all mumbling and shit. There's rappers. It's like it's all this in the background and all this shit moving in the. It's like God damn it. And they, and they appear to be in a fucking room, I guess a studio or...
a creative studio, and it's just like, what the fuck? Echoing everywhere. They in a goddamn bat cave. This, this shit is crazy. They in the fucking Matrix. They in the seventh dimension. N- niggas sound like niggas sound like fucking haunted spirits on the microphone. The fuck. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just pump the brakes. All right. We're gonna end this as segment one. Segment two. We're going into to the Wrestling Observer Radio. And they're going to be talking about who knew, who possibly knew about what was going on and who was possibly involved directly with McMahon and his actions. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere to be continued. Be right back. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Classic, a little jam.
ready? You have the cameras rolling? All right, segment two. I had to play a classic jam. I forgot I even... I forgot I... This, there's music that I forgot that I made. Like, I don't know if that sounds crazy. Like, <coughs> if I'm able to, like... If I was able to really gather all of the music that I made since I started making beats in 2004, right? Dead ass, 2004. That's when I started making music. So, four, 14, 20. I've been making music for 20 years now. I've been making beats for 20 years. That's, I'm fucking old, my nigga. Like, damn, that is fucking crazy. I've been making beats for 20 years, people. 2004, I talked about it before. Um, that was a hidden bar. Um, my mother had bought me um, an IBM. This old, it wasn't old. You remember the ThinkPad? Yeah, yeah, nigga. The ThinkPad, I had the ThinkPad. My oldest brother was making music. He was making beats. And um, he uh, he gave me like a flash drive and said that like, you know, it had it had, you know, Fruity Loops and a couple of other uh, programs on there. But I would have to install it and shit. And I ended up installing it. And since then, I've been making music ever since. And I I would hear. I would open a, a beat that I have on my phone and would forget that I made it. Like that's how that's how long I've been doing this shit. <clears throat> and then I carried on the tradition of the flash drives, right? Like the flash drive was always important. When motherfuckers would go to the studio, some people would bring CDs. CDs are pointless. Flash drives is like direct, right? Plug it into the computer. Take the file out that you want to use. Bam. Give me back the flash drive. And then when the song is done, use the flash drive. Put the finished track onto the flash drive. Like, yo, that's how that's how I pretty much came up making music. But anyway, that was that was weird. That uh that song was called Perfect Dark. And what's crazy about it is I still I remember making it. But I don't know exactly when, but I know it was before 2020. But anyway, we're moving on here. Okay, these Negroes, uh, shout out to them though. They black. Um, they black. Um, what was it? Check and collective. They black. All right. Now we're gonna move on to the whites. Let's talk about the whites. All right, anyway, um, who in WWE knew about the Vince McMahon allegations? I'm not saying that. That's the title, but that is a good question. It's a title by Wrestling Observer Radio, all right? Now, when I used to watch wrestling a lot, I actually used to listen to these guys, so I recognized one of the dude's voices. So I do find what their opinions to be to be very important, not because of a biased view towards them, which is kind of that, which is the only reason why I'm using them for the episode, but also from the expertise of 
I would say more of a wrestling journalist, if that makes sense. A wrestling journalist, if you will. Um, wrestling observer talking about good old Vinnie Mac. And the last time we were on the show was Saturday where we talked for about 40 minutes regarding Vince McMahon and Paul Levesque and this lawsuit. Everything else. uh, Here we are on Monday, Dave, and what's new? Spicy. Not so much new. It's just how much uh, coverage the thing has gotten. Fuckery. uh, All over uh, CNN, New York Times, Deadline. Well, Deadline's had multiple stories, but they had another one today. Damn. Um, A lot of it is a fallout (laughs) of the press conference. Uh, talking about Vince leaving, um, CNN uh, um, CNN had one, and Deadline actually, I believe, was that CNN had a story based on the idea of um, um, just the, you know, that they had, you know, why was, why did Ariel Emanuel allow him in the company in the first place when they knew about this going in? And um, so Ariel Emanuel and... Uh, mm. Uh, Paul Levesque have been taking a lot of heat the last couple of days. Um, so never, I guess, I guess Triple H, because that's, that's, that's his name, Paul. I think, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess he's now taking some heat. Uh, WW, like I said before, man, it's this, it's, it's almost this stack of corrupted cards, right? It's the stack of corrupted cards that are finally falling down, right? And some people would be celebrating this. I know, uh, rest in peace to New Jack. He dead. That nigga dead. That nigga dead. Rest in peace to New Jack. I know New Jack would be thrilled right now. He would be laughing. He'd have been, yo, man, I wish New Jack was still around. That nigga would have been having a parade over this shit. Oh, just the content in itself, the interviews would just be magnificent. Y'all talking about Cat Williams? Yo, New Jack is the original Cat Williams, nigga. Airing more more today, uh, Levex and Saturday. And um, so that's kind of it. I mean, as far as like what's going to happen next, um, I don't know. It appears that Brock Lesnar is not going to be around for a while. Yikes. Some people think ever. Um, Yikes. You know, when it comes to talent, I hate to say forever because it almost is almost never the case, especially if someone can draw. Either, they always seem to find a way. The first place that Brock Lesnar's going is to the UFC. <clears throat> I think for the simple reason that what, however this goes, Dana White always has a soft spot for Brock Lesnar, just like Vince. But not everybody feels the same way about Vince in the WWE. Now, they might have several people in in the UFC that are like, hey, fuck it. You know, here's a fighter. Right. But with all these allegations and, you know, allegedly, you know, Lesnar wanted this bitch to to do a video of her urinating. Like, I don't... Weird. Back. But as far as Vince, I cannot imagine... Weird. Um, Vince coming back this time. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was surprised last time. I was going to say, we did say that last time. I but there that. was a difference in that he was the owner of the company. Well, he had... He had and control. strong-armed his way back as a he, way to facilitate a sale. 
yeah, he can, he had controlling interest in the stock. He was not the majority shareholder, but he had the majority of votes based on the way that the um, when they went public way back when, like 1999, he designed it so essentially his stock was worth more voting wise, or the McMahon family stock was worth more voting wise. So basically, it was basically designed so he could never have a hostile takeover and he would always have control. Now, with the sale, that was thrown out. The, all the old bylaws are out, and his stock is worth no more than anybody else's stock. He's got 11% of the company, essentially. And, uh, you know, he's the, the largest individual shareholder in the company, but not the largest shareholder in the company. And, you know, he can't, yeah, he can't force himself back. He can't, uh, you know, do much of anything. It's really interesting how they are trying to portray how Vince really didn't have anything to do with WWE um, during this period and uh, was not really involved in day-to-day -day activities when he literally just negotiated the UFC deal with Saudi Arabia. So obviously he was involved in day-to-day -day activities because that was a major deal that he just negotiated. It wasn't like he was a figurehead, you know, which now they're trying to portray that, you know, he was just a figurehead. He had nothing to do with the wrestling. And obviously he had... He, you know, Ari did take him away from the creative end of the wrestling fairly recently. I mean, he obviously had um, input until, you know, what, October, November, you know, before he was pulled from it. So um, that's not that all that long ago. But, um, you know, the as far as as far as like the, the press conference itself. You know, having talked to several people and everything. I mean, the one thing that, because people have asked me this, well, what should he have done? And essentially what he should have done is he should have come out at the start of the thing and just basically read a prepared uh, speech that everyone went over and just said, you know, that... Um, people really asked what he should have done? Yeah, well, basically, yeah, they go, well, it was because I said, like, what he did was bad. Well, what should he have done? And it's like he should have had a speech out he there. He talked about it. He should have read it. He should have said that, um, you know, that's an uh, ongoing legal matter. It's an ongoing legal matter. We cannot, we cannot discuss. Speak, we cannot discuss. Vince McMahon is no longer in the company. He had to say something about Vince. You know, by not saying Vince, he's running away from the, the story. So he had to say Vince McMahon is no longer with the company. Probably if he wanted to be open and, and above board. Um, should have mentioned Brock. Brock is one of the biggest stars in the company, but he could get away with not saying anything about Brock. But he would have to say something about Vince and, and you know, basically said that we're working to create a better environment. Like when, you know, he was asked, like, what measures are being put in place? He should have had an answer for that. You know, I mean, it's just like everything. I mean, that was a bad one. And the other bad one, obviously, was trying to act like it was a great week for the company when, Obviously, it was anything but a great week for the company. It was probably the worst week for the company since 2007. You know, I mean, that's it was a devastatingly bad week for the company. And um, so it was a very tone deaf answer. And um, yeah, I mean, that's probably a lot of what he should have talked about. Um, you know, they sh probably should have had something to talk about how, um, you know, just kind of like, uh, you know, something as far as like, you know, you know, as far as like just the the healing of the company and we're, you know, going to not allow, you know, we were working hard with measures and things like that in place and something, you know, he gave them nothing. And obviously I know. Listen, um, 
I'm going to be honest. <clears throat> and I saw Triple H's response. Like I said, this was right after um, a lot of people talked about the eventful uh, Royal Rumble of 2024. And he kind of gave a, I, I would say a, like I said, I think I said the term half-hearted before. He gave, he gave sort of a half-hearted response where it was like, hey, you know, we just learned about the situation when the sit when you guys learned about it. You know, we're kind of still celebrating, you know, this amazing turnout for this event. And, you know, we don't want to ruin it by mentioning something, which. It's his father in law. You understand? Like, I think that's something that people have to really understand. Like, I know it's Triple H and, you know, it's the game and, you know, the corporation. Look, but that's his father-in-law. So it's this is a weird, like, yeah, you know, and, and because it's his father-in-law, of course, there's a chance that he could have allegedly knew about certain things. But I don't think it's this deep. I personally don't think so. I don't know. People who said like, well, you know, what he should have said, and he, you know, he didn't make it any better. And I know a lot of people are calling for his head and there's probably, um, you know, and Ari's getting a lot of, of um, you know, negative coverage right now too, um, which he deserves. But um, as far as like anyone, should they go? I think that we need more information. Um, before you're saying somebody should be gone. I, but I do think that we, you know, they need to investigate and they need to, you know, not the one that they did the last time and they need to find out, you know, again, it's like, who knew? Lots of people knew, you know, I mean, we know that. Um, but I mean, as far as, you know, what happened um, or what has been happening or the culture there, you know, I mean, that's, uh, that's something that really needs to be coming out. I mean, because obviously there's, there's there's a lot more. It's been around for a long, long time. Yes, it stops and ends with Vince McMahon. He was the guy at the top. But um, as somebody said to me tonight, um, the whole place from every from the walls and everything was, uh, you know, pretty much crawling with, you know, bad things. And they need to blast that place up. And they kind of do. Well, I mean, when you say that everybody knew, I mean, the the question everybody is everybody knew certain things. Yeah, what did everyone know? Because everybody I don't, I don't think most people, I don't think virtually anybody knew the extent of what ended up in that sixty-seven page lawsuit. I think a lot of not, people not, suspected not, not, that not, Vince had girlfriends, not. and you know, Laurinaitis. You know, I, I think. You know, there have been stories about stuff like that forever, but not to this degree. I mean, there was nobody no. – there was not one person that I talked to, and I talked to a lot of people, that read the lawsuit and went, oh, you didn't know about that? Nobody said that. I mean, everybody I, I, was like, oh, I, my God. I had, I, had, I had one person who didn't even work for the company, but, you know, was best friends with someone who was, you know, with the company for, de for decades. And I said, like, man, it was like really um, – I learned – you know, there's a whole lot there that I'd never heard before. And just goes, why are you so naive? And he goes, like, you know, I was friends with X. I knew all of it. Mm. Well, what is uh, what is the end game? I mean, I question. And I know this will be very 
difficult to ask this question, but let's say you're in a situation where you're not involved with any of this shit, right? You just work in a certain department within the company and you just keep hearing rumors about the situation. Now, of course, you're told not to gossip. If you're a grown fucking man, you don't gossip to begin with, really. But at the workplace exclusively, um, what would your reaction be? Would you be the would you be willing to put your job on the line for somebody else who you don't know who's rumored to be raped, sexually assaulted, etc.? Because if all these things are lies or allegations, you're one of the perpetrators now. Because everybody knew about it. You're just the one that reached out to the authorities. And then by happenstance, for whatever reason, a lot of it's not true. That blame and, you know, the criticism comes right back to you. Damn. A hidden but truthful bar. But uh, Janelle Grant's lawsuit. Well, I mean, it's really interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, I think that a lot of people now, as as when these things happen, you know, you want to see the thing go to court. You want to see the truth come out. And again, like in most cases, almost all in these situations, um, you're not going to see that. And, you know, what's going to end is because Ari can't allow it. He can't allow this thing to go to trial. I mean, there's there's no way. And really, even her side, it's going to trial is a big risk because, you know, there's no guarantee that she's going to win. But, you know, I mean, if she's convincing and has this story, you know, she could win a ridiculous amount of money because a jury, if a jury is sympathetic with her um, and these stories are and, and these and there's accuracy in these stories. Um, Vince and and uh, you know and the company because the company's liable too. The company was sued. Mm-hmm. It's it could be pretty devastating, mm-hmm. and the stuff being out in public, you know. And that's the reason I think TKO and WWE wanted to erase McMahon as soon as possible. As soon as possible. There was even word that The Rock took uh, Vince McMahon's name out of his uh, announcement speech for uh, TKO. So, yeah. But the backlash can be uh, gruesome for WWE. But then again, like I said, this is still... What bothers me is some people are pretending that this shit right here is just, you know, a shock. But, like, yo, if it happened, this man's 78 years old. So imagine what he was doing throughout his time in the WWE. Like, come on. Like, it's just not a, it's it's bad. It's more bad reputation-wise than business-wise. Reputation-wise, it's, it's not going to be good. The lawsuit would be, you know, it'd be giant news. It'd be a, a week far worse than this one if this thing actually went to trial. So it's not going to just like, you know, all the lawsuits, there'll be, a, there will almost surely be a settlement if WWE isn't able to throw the thing and get the thing thrown out. And I doubt it will go to discovery because God knows what they could find out. But I think that the key one, I saw like, um, Ann Callis on, uh, on TV talking about this, 
the thing that really hit me was, you know, obviously, you know, again, looking for a settlement, but more hoping that this story brings out more people, you know, because it's like the feeling is, is that she's not the only one. And it's hard to believe, you know, I mean, like, again, there may be there may not be anyone else with the stories quite this gross and having the cell phone. I doubt um, it. Text message stuff. I doubt it. Like I said, he's 78 years old. Like I said, imagine what he was doing 30 years ago in the 80s. Like, yo, stop it. Chill. Actually, isn't 30 years only uh, the 90s, technically? Damn. That's crazy. But yeah. I don't I don't think that this is the only situation where Vince has texted a woman in such a grotesque way. I don't even think this is the only this is the only case of uh, Vince doing something defecating on women and shit like this. I don't think that's a, a first. I really don't. I'm sorry. I know that's terrible to think about, but this is the people that rule companies. This is this is the type of energy that they have. Not all of them, of course. Hopefully, not all of them. But always enough to mention, right? That's always the important part. It's not all of them. But always a few a few people to mention in the claim, right? We'll just call it a claim. An alleged claim. And the alleged claim is that most of these high-level, successful, corporate, industrial type of guys are weirdos. That's all. That's my alleged claim. No legal no legal charges will come against me. All right? <laughs> that is just my alleged claim. All right? Now... To say that, oh, well, there's no way that this could be, you know, the only situation would be an understatement. The same thing could be said about Diddy, except taking away the freak off aspect and more in a sense of the physical and sexual assaults and abuse. Sure. The freak off shit is just funny because it's a freak off. Me saying that Triple, not not Triple H, my bad. Me saying that Vince McMahon wanted triple threats instead of threesomes is funny to me. Because he's, he's, you know, wrestling promoter, you know, founder. Triple threat. Tonight, you're going to get a fatal four-way with three big dicks. That's what, that's, that's Vince. That's Vinnie Mac for you. Allegedly. That's quite this descriptive. There may not be anyone else this this bad, but the idea is we know that there are others because there were, were there other settlements, and the idea is to you know make it to where um, you know they they the NDAs you know if, if it's a criminal case you know the NDAs really don't 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 help you, but trying to get other women to come forward. And obviously, there's strength in numbers when it comes to that as far as getting a settlement if you have more women involved. So um, I think that that's a big thing that is 
probably, you know, you need to look out for. Well, we don't know if anything is as bad, but somebody did bring up today that what was her, her supposed, what was the settlement supposed to be before he stopped paying? Like $3 million? Yeah. Didn't he have one out for like eight? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. He had a seven and a half. You know, it was That really makes you think about what happened where he had to pay seven and a half million dollars. And just remember. This was three. Okay, okay. Think about this. Seven and a half million. That seven and a half million one was nearly twenty years ago. Or 15, I, fifteen years ago, I forget the year. It's like two thousand four, That's you know what I mean? Like like seven and a half million today is worth a whole lot more than seven and a half million then. That's you true. know, if you talk and the other thing Damn. too is is you know, when we talk about that seven and a half million, that specific woman made more money as a performer in professional wrestling. Then not everyone, obviously, like if you know, talking about Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns or Austin or Rock, you know, Undertaker, those guys made more. But she probably made more from WWE than Bret Hart. Think about that. That's true. And and Jake Roberts and Macho Man and Piper. And um, yeah, at that time, yo, I think I think it was more easier. Now, I know this is this is just a, you know, a shot in the dark. But I think it was more easier for Vince McMahon to take control of the superstars then. Uh, all the people that they mentioned, they're dead besides Bret Hart. Well, not Jake the Snake. Um, Macho Man, he did. Rest in peace. The legendary Macho Man Randy Savage, right? Yeah, none of these people reached that much. Then again... Bret Hart, I don't know, because Bret Hart was, like, selling a lot of merchandise. At one time, he was considered the main event. The excellence of execution. Bret Hart, Bret the Hitman Hart, all right? Sharpshooter, okay? Hit niggas with the sharpshooter. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I think... I think Bret Hart made a, a decent, maybe not at that time, but going forward, he made that amount. A lot of the guys today, I mean, the top guys today know because the salaries are so much higher. But if you look at in 2004 or 2006, before these salaries were what they were, she probably would have made more money from that than all but, you know, the highest of the highest tier of wrestlers who had worked for that company prior to 2004 so it was like you know think about think about that and like you said yeah what does that tell you and she did accuse you know i mean in in her settlement or in her her you know she did accuse him of you know basically um you know that that the it was it was sex against her will essentially and it was you know career advancement and when when um when she stopped complying, she was sent to OVW, you know, and, you know, from, from the main roster. So it was, uh, you know. OVW, huh? That's, uh, that's Jim Cornette. That's OVW. Ohio Valley Wrestling, right? I remember Jim Cornette was, uh, I don't know if that he was there at the exact time. I'm not trying to put him in the situation, but there's a connection, you know, because Jim Cornette, we talked about him last night a little bit. And he kind of, you know, he acknowledges the fact that he worked for Vince. I mean, his show 
pretty much talked about how WWF sucked at that time working for Vince and Vince Russo and all this other shit. But now these guys are slowly distancing themselves away. Others are just running as far as away. It's the people who run away first to me that are suspect. Like when they fired Laurinaitis, when Laurinaitis got fired, he got fired because he got caught up in another situation with harassment with women. So that kind of it almost him getting fired almost proves to an extent that what was being said against Vince is true. Because Laurinaitis is also being sued. Wow. Those were those were pretty bad. But as far as like the details, yeah, those weren't there. And I'm sure, you know, that's... And there's, there's a lot of women who have said things, but they don't... You know, have, have made remarks. I mean, even on Twitter and things like that over the years. You know, and you... I mean, you know who the ones who left and were... We're not particularly happy about their tenure there when they look back and and their treatment and things like that. But um, again, if there's anyone who falls into this category, but, you know, that that remains to be seen, you know, but that is, you know, she did talk about that, you know, and Callis, as far as like we're looking to see if, you know, like with with a Bill Cosby or or. Every, you know anyone in that caliber you know the it's it's a quiet you know they, they keep quiet for decades and then all of a sudden when one person comes forward often many come forward and um i mean the thing is is, is if if this behavior existed in the 80s and, or the 90s or the 2000s and it's existing in uh it's late see that's that's the problem that this guy doesn't understand he doesn't realize that the fact that it was exposed this time was only through media and the outlets that would let this shit ride. All right. In the 90s and in the 80s, I believe Vince McMahon had the most control. So in that way, he was able to cover a lot of things up quicker. So, yes, I believe it wasn't just going. It didn't just happen. This isn't, you know, 2024, obviously, when the situation stems back to 2019. So if it stems back to 2019, it can stem back to 2009 with somebody else. If it stem back to 2009 with somebody else, it can stem back to 2089 with somebody else. You see what I mean? And then you get into the conversation about uh, the cream team. That's disgusting. Yeah, the cream team. Look it up. Basura. 22 that we're aware of if this if this lawsuit is to be believed. Um, there's you know, it's a pattern. It's not a random one time thing, at least how it would look. Um, but yeah, the um, 11.6 million with uh, inflation. What? 11.6 million. With the, the, the seven and a half million? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Damn. With the Thanks inflation. For watching. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and click that note. Hey, yo, shout out to uh, Wrestling Observer, man. Yeah, I've been listening to these niggas. Back when I used to watch wrestling, like, in, I don't even remember. But, yeah, I used to watch these niggas a lot. But, um, yeah, there, <clears throat> this situation, like I said, similar to Diddy, you guys watch and see how this unfolds. It's going to pretty much happen in the same way. The only difference is there wasn't a settlement overnight. Um... Vince tried to use the NDA. Well, actually, as the blacks, 
said in the beginning of this episode, Vince used the NDA and um, the Linda McMahon thing as manipulation, but also to further instill fear and blackmail by Vince. Now, if if they were able to grab any like video evidence of this shit, that would be damning. But Diddy, I think Diddy's situation similar to Vince's situation where they like to film. Or I don't think Vince likes to film. He likes to see the film. He likes to he likes the woman to make the films for him and, and take the pictures for him. Diddy's like, no, I'm hands on. I'm taking the picture. You know what I mean? Sick. Basuda. Alright? Shit is shit is treacherous, man. But anyway, just a little something something. Um what do I got? I got I got something for um I got two articles that I was gonna go over that I'm going to go over tonight. Um I believe I saved them. Uh, one article is called Guys Don't Date Anymore, Seven Ways uh, the Dating World Has Changed for Good. And that is from Hack Spirit. And it's another one here. Somewhere. Oh, Why Young Men Give Up on Dating and Five Things Destroying Your Chances. So we're going to get both female articles. We just want to see what they say. I know what it's going to kind of boil down to. So, yeah, y'all stay tuned for that. All right. But for me, it's actually 1137. I have to make a couple of calls and try to get this vehicle moved to my local car dealership. So they can possibly look at my car and possibly fix my car. Uh, but with that being said, like I said tonight, going to be using the family vehicle again. And I'm not going to be using audio. It's going to be this the usual, typical episode like last night, old school. But instead of going through the Diddy files... Or not the Diddy files, Jesus. Instead of going through the the Vinnie Mac files or the Diddy files, we'll be going through uh, some articles about dating, modern dating, and the problems that come with it. But as I always say, in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.